0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello and welcome to the True Faith Weekly podcast. Um, I'll be hosting today, it's Simon. Um, I've got Dodgy on the, on the line and Ben as well. Um, Dodds, you went to the match, obviously, yesterday. I did. I'm sure you had a great great day out. I did, absolutely,
2: um, yeah. Bar the, bar the yeah. match, but yeah. Oxford's a lovely a lovely city, and I was very well looked after by a good friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you, want, do you want to tell us more about the weekend or just about the match?
2: <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Well, uh, there's a, there's, a, there's actually a road in Oxford called Cowley Road, which no one will found in, find interesting apart from us and our good friend Mark Cowley, <laughs> um, basically where all the student partner is, but Oxford's... Not like most places where you know your student pattern normally equals like dirty takeaways, although there are a few in like quite cheap bars, like everything's just posh, but nice at the same time. No bounces in Oxford either, that's not surprising. Don't, so, you got something
1: out the weekend, then I anyway. don't
2: need them. Oh, I had a, really, had a really good night, I was a bit rough for the drive back this, this morning, but feeling fresh now. Um,
1: all right, so you, you, I presume, won't be one of those who is calling for a refund of your match <laughs> ticket. <laughs>
2: Ah oh, no no <laughs> no! <laughs> Fucking hell! Like I, I just uh, it was only it was only I know I know it, it, it's you know it's not it's not cheap. It's only twenty quid. <laughs> like wasn't <laughs> like we've been charged sixty seven quid like Arsenal are charging Man City or something like that. But I know I know that's not the point certain individuals uh, are making. But yeah, I, I just if, if we're gonna if, if we're gonna start issuing refunds, I've got a whole big long list of matches I need money for back before this one
1: <laughs> yeah i mean okay i'll, I'll, I'll put some questions to you then so um the refund partners, is obviously people th- feel like they were that we didn't put a proper team out and we haven't played the game properly <laughs> even though going to say, if only the there'd week. been a clue <laughs> from the previous <laughs> cup selections and the fact that the manager all week was like
2: it'll be the same team it'll be the kids
1: <laughs> yeah um, but i mean do, did you have any issues with the lineup first of all before the match? No, i thought you would have started
2: one of one of shelby's or Richie, and I thought he might have start like had Goofran in there, but people have been making the argument that it was a weaker team than the Birmingham away game, and that that's probably true. But the Birmingham <coughs> away game, um, we didn't have a game on Wednesday. We didn't have we got seven games in April, um, and we've got one you know on the uh, not April. We do have seven games in April, but we also have seven games in February. Um, I was gonna say what well, yeah.
1: <laughs> April got the so, two of this. So,
2: but, but you know, there's not many games in March. There's not many games in May. So the season comes down to these two months realistically. And with like, if we can take six points from these games, then we'll absolutely be promoted, in my opinion. So I, I have no problems at all. I, I fully expected the lineup. I mean, someone tweeted us earlier on Twitter when I put out a tweet saying um, Oxford played well, which they did. We knew what team was going to be coming, and he was like, "Well, I didn't expect Good to be playing." And like, all right. If you'd have known um, Findlay was going was gonna to miss out when he was going to play good, you'd have, no, nah, I'm not going. Like, that one thing alone. So I, I was totally comfortable with the team. The, the team played really well first half. I've had people trying to tell me otherwise. We created four fantastic opportunities. Mitrovic had three chances himself to win, well, not win the game, but take the lead. Marcel's hot shock, hasn't made a save. More on him later. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it really wasn't a Listen, despite the 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 defending for the goals was very very poor um at 2-0 heads went down really badly and and they did kind of just sack it off a bit but the, it wasn't the kind of performance where no one tried or anything like that it was a it was a young team and um, I actually saw your mate John twice um, yeah, he mentioned
1: Yeah, he said so, he had A dreary so chat with him
2: Him and his dad this morning And he, and I said You know They, they were kind of right, Rightly saying they were disappointed And they seemed to give up At 2-0 Which is correct And I was like It's a young team And he, and he was like Well, it was young But you had the likes of Perez and Hayden playing Who we, are we senior players They're just like 22 It's not like do you know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a very, it was a very young team overall. Yeah. Um, everyone, you know, the most quoted age statistic in um, you know human history is Mitrovic is only twenty two. So that I can, I can, I can forgive them. Do you know what I mean? That that team I've seen us play well enough, often enough this season away from home. That team doesn't owe me anything. Um, the manager doesn't owe me anything in terms of performances yeah. from the past. And I just thought it was, you know, we played well first half. We, we've We've got beat. Leeds have gone out. Brighton have gone out to far inferior opposition. to Oxford, who were a good side, um, and I'm just I'm, I, my head hasn't fallen off yet. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. Well, I think you had you it right. The only the only worry really was maybe when it was two nil, that was it. It was game over. I mean, by the 75th minute, it is over as a tie because the last thing we want is a replay. So scoring three goals in the last 15 minutes was never really gonna gonna happen with the way things had gone and with Mitrovic's attempts. So yeah. Um, I think that's been been the when, when you refer to the first half obviously we, we should have been two or three goals up but people's criticism when you try and point that out is, well the second half was a disgrace we didn't try and, and a few people we, tried we try to belittle and back the first it. half
2: performance as well like the same yeah. old, uh, Oxford didn't have a I mean they had one like shot straight at cells from a really badly defended corner which was a sign of things to come but if that had gone in <laughs> like it would have been a disgrace I mean we'll control the game as, I mean you, you lads will know what I mean when, when we'll control a game when like the, the opposition just like can't even really attack if that makes sense. Like yeah. we, we control the. football like we were game.
1: L- letting them have the ball quite a bit, but yeah. they were going nowhere. Yeah, they were it? going nowhere.
2: Yeah. Then we hit them on the counter several times. We I mean, Mitrovic was played in loads of time He trolled he the ball. Okay, right. We can we can forgive that. Then he then he was past the ball with no one in front of him at the edge of the box, and he sh- his shot was really weak. He should have buried it. And then the worst one when he was bearing down on goal, threw one on one right at the end of the first half. Fantastic time to score. And again, it was a really shit finish. And then, all them three plus the pen miss. It's just like how. Are, like, I know he's twenty two. I know, nah, but it, has he? Can, can, can anyone say he's improved in eighteen months? Can anyone say he's got better? That's the whole point of being twenty two. That's the whole point of cutting people slack when they're young. Is they supposed to improve? If he has, if if he does the same thing in games when he's twenty three, twenty four, what about then? And it's, it's, you know, it's not his fault. We, we defended three goals really badly, but I just think. I just think we needed more from him, and I know it was his first game back. But I don't know, very, very disappointing performance from him. And he did well to win the pen, but I just thought he looked unfit second half as well. He stopped running, he stopped challenging. He was all right first half. He held the ball up well, but if you take away the the missed chances in the lack of forward play in the second half from him, the most disappointing thing for me was yet again on about ten minutes. He's, you know, the game's going fine, no issues. He's fouled a centre back. And he's up off the ground, moving faster than he's moved the rest of the game to go and barge his chest into the centre-back, you know, pushing him. The referee calms it down, all the players run in, Grant, Han- Grant Hanley has to drag him away and it gets the Oxford crowd right up. It gets everyone up, everyone's buzzing, everyone's, you know, like, the, the, the atmosphere increases. And You just must look at, you look across at the bench and his teammates and the young lads, it's just absolutely ridiculous the, the way that he... Manages to bring other teams into the game like that. I, I, I'm sick of it. I, I you know, I don't, I don't like traveling away from home and watching Newcastle get beat at shit. But I'm just bored of him kicking off with refs, all his, all his fans, and you know, I, I can understand the argument that there's a player in there. I can see some potential, but I'm fucking
1: sick of it. I'm sick of him giving the the referee a decision to make out of absolutely yeah. nothing. I think um, Michael Martin's been been out on Twitter this morning. He's making some very good points. But why on earth people label midrovic as passionate? Like that's not that's not passion. Kicking off and causing trouble with defenders isn't passion.
2: But you know, like I hear, he's
1: only twenty. Hello, he's only
2: twenty-two. Like you know, the, 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 there was lads playing yesterday who were seventeen. You you don't see them going off at, at, at a fullback or a centre back. I mean, what must what must the other players think as he does this? When the, you know we've got a game plan. We're trying to win a game of football, and Grant Hanley's got to run sixty yards to to drag him away from a centre back. It's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll grow out of it when he turns 23,
1: but I doubt it. Ben, any, any anything to say on Mitrovic before we move on? Because it's not all about Mitrovic's result, but he was he was a key it's, player.
3: It's difficult. I mean, obviously, I I wasn't at the game, so I I didn't see the performance. Um, I mean, you, you you might be able to make the argument that the fact that he was getting in the chances to, to score, uh, he was getting in, um, obviously the opportunities to score, then obviously. He must be must have been doing something right. Just obviously, he's finishing, he's working on which is something we've, we've known since last year. I mean, he, he he does seem to get in good positions, but it's just obviously just lacking that that um, a sort of killer finish really. But um, it's I, I still I think I, I do think there was a player in there, but it's it's just curbing that that aggression. Uh, you,
2: you say aggression, it's is is it aggression? I think it's very a lot of the things you <laughs> well a lot of the. But that's that's the thing. Is he trying to like a lot of the things he does are very snide. So after that little fallout yesterday, he was going to win headers, but all, like even if the the centre back was way under the ball, he'd he'd leave a little a little tiny shove and like no no one wants to say anyone head or punch a punchy player and got a five match ban, which which to be fair to him he, he has I don't think he's ever done that. He's been close to a couple of times. I'm saying to be fair to him, like it's some kind of achievement, but um. I, I don't know I suppose like I can forgive him missing chances football players miss chances players miss pens although I think it was a nonchalant pen but if if it goes in it goes in I don't know it, it, see... it, it
3: wasn't the worst pen I've ever seen Like at least it was in the corner it wasn't one way he's like rolled it well I was going to say I'd keeper. much rather see it's a players good, it's take a...
2: pens like Matt, Matt, Matt Ritchie where he smashes them yeah. but yeah I get your point it's, it's, I get your it's, point. it's, it's like... not a
3: bad pen it's, it's a good save from the keeper but yeah he's missed it but
2: I suppose it it doesn't need to be the Mitrovic show. There's plenty else to talk about, but like, I know he's just come back from injury. But I just wanted to play well for Newcastle and score goals. And and I've come away from that game with everything else that's gone on, Remember him being a dick and causing loads of problems and getting the fans on his back. And you know, uh, one of the one of the lads who came on the podcast uh, on Thursday or whenever it was basically said that he thought Mitrovic Rich spent too much time winding well, up winding the Oxford fans hello. and that, that's from an Oxford fan that's got nothing hello. to do with me he doesn't know he, he's got no preconceptions about Mitrovic. Rich um, it's just a bit of an embarrassment Alright so um, I don't want to make it all about Mitra Rich without we've, we've we've saying him over the last few months and I don't think uh, yesterday's much has helped but I, I can sort of forgive the fact that he's, he's not played that much football in the last couple of months so he's going to be rusty and maybe you've got to give him a little bit of leeway in terms of mission chances Darrell Murphy wasn't rusty rusty, but I go on <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway um, regardless of the Mitrovic thing and you, you
3: can argue that just stealing Mitrovic is just another weakening of the team that didn't have to happen because
4: I would say Murphy is a better option at the minute or so Gufran it's another
2: up front Gufran up front did very well
4: exactly so Mitrovic is actually third or fourth choice option that he's gone for so I think a lot of A lot of the Twitter blow up Has been about Whether Whether Rafa Has has Disrespected the cup And Been saying that We can't just keep defending him Because If someone like Pardue Or McLaren Had done this They'd be They'd be getting torn apart
2: And should Rafa be immune To any criticism For the for the team selection Well Rafa um, and McLaren Didn't get rid of the Fourth round um, I think Pardew did once Pardue got one once Yeah Yeah and that was, that was through scoring like two goals in the last five minutes against a terrible Blackburn team at home and neither of them I, I suppose I've just got to say you, you don't have to compare it really to Paul Jew and McLaren I'd rather compare to um, Gary Monk and Chris Hooten who have both gone well, out I was to going to say that was my next point Monk's been getting torn apart this morning as well but if we say torn apart we've got to remember that this is it's
4: just a few angry people on Twitter and uh, are they are they speaking for, for the majority of fans? Probably not. You've just got to try and weigh that in and remember
2: that, I suppose.
4: I mean, it's difficult, I think. Cause it's one of those things, I think, people have, of an older generation, obviously, they've got that sort of... they've, they've got that the fond memories of the FA Cup and obviously they value it a hell of a lot more and, and I think a lot of it is because in the modern day, like, money is diluted everything, obviously. Premier League have the bill and end all for everything mainly because of the money in you know? it. I suppose it's just that that sort of difference in opinion of that. Obviously, the people that think the FA it should be taken seriously and should be a priority, um, which it should be. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a cup. It's a, it's a good opportunity to potentially do something. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, if we get past, past Oxford, you look at some of the teams that are still left in. I know it's a it's a long a long shot, but I mean, what's to say this, that that. Some of the big teams don't do what Liverpool did and just have an absolute mare and, and just capitulating and, and you can go on. I mean, there's, there's been some terrible teams in the last few years getting into the FA Cup Finals and they, they've, they've had an opportunity to win them. So it's, it's one of those. It's, it's, it's a tough call. But I get I get the other side of the argument that the priority has to be getting back into the Premier League because without that, you're potentially never, ever going to be able to compete again in the future.
2: I wouldn't even if, say... If we've not, not got that stable footing... It's not even a priority because a priority suggests that there's other, other targets and yeah, objectives. Suppose, yeah, it is. It, it, it's, it's the a, only one. I mean, like I, I found out. For, you know, I'll, I'll come onto the away support quickly, but I suppose we're, we're, we're talking about Twitter reaction and listen. You know, I, I wrote the True Faith match report. Um, some people have been in touch saying they like it. Some people don't. Some comments beneath um, saying, you know, that we've dis, they've disrespected the cup and. We needed a cup run, and we've already had a cup run. Um, you know, before before that's got the quarter finals the league cup, um, and we've got the fourth round here. Would I have liked gone through? Yes. Would I would I have preferred um, a replay to 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 losing? No. I'm. I, I just wanted to lose. or win the game, and I know you know. Yeah, some other clubs and we could have got far in the cup. And listen, we've got seven games coming up in a month, which is mental. To add to add another game to that potentially with a replay or a fifth round. Would, would, would just damage the team and you know I, I, yeah, I wanted to get through but I don't, I, I don't know about that because what in re- realistically what
4: does one more, one more game mean it probably means that one of the games that we've got coming up will get rescheduled to later in the season um, it's I, I, I don't it's a difficult one because you don't it's hard to fathom what impact having that one extra game would have because if we win that and we carry on winning then we've got on yeah, a real good run well, We're literally, could, like we did earlier on in the
2: season where we go 10 games where we're smashing people and we're which, doing really well but say it's it's, it's, it's not it's one game is it thing. it's not one game so if you yeah so the Villa, Villa at home would have been moved um, if we'd have beaten Oxford because that weekend but if we say we're drawn and then we're drawn the next one then it's um, four extra games and you know this is this is already a team that's going which, to which, which
4: so I get, I get it with tonight, yes, We could end up playing like seventy games a season, but it's—I I just think it's one of those things where, especially with the way the run's been on, the, the confidence doesn't seem to particularly be there with the with the team that they're not playing particularly as well as they have been earlier on in the, in the season. Like, the, there's no bad could have come from winning that, and I just think—I know, I know. Obviously, you were saying you, you you would have liked to have seen more winning, less of it. Um, but it's just—it's just—it was a great opportunity. It's a team that, and and more so as well. I think it just—it shows a real worry about the the squad players that they've they've come in and and they've not been able to beat Elite. two side. You say they're a League, good side,
2: and not League Richard, one, but League one. League that but that, that's so, that's yeah. that's that's a kind of bit of arrogance, Ben. I, I I think that's way out of order. You know, no, 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 it's it's not arrogant. It's it's that how much do they get? Like they No, no, paid hang on, hang on. No, no, let explain. Let us explain.
4: They're paid by a championship team because they're deemed worthy enough to be playing in that league. Come on! Now, just because they're on the fr, just because they're on the fringes of our team, doesn't mean that they, they, like they, those players should be. They should be at a level where they're good enough to play in
2: that in that division, no matter what
3: I'm, team it, I'm it is. I'm sorry. then it, go that's, and that's get a, beaten by other That's
2: teams. a reserve team. That's a reserve team. Like. If, if a championship, not all the players, dog, and not all the players. Well, apart apart from Isaac Hayden, name another player who guaranteed starts in Newcastle's first eleven. I'm not talking about starters, mate. But I'm. But but it doesn't matter. Like let, let three. Look at those. Look, it doesn't matter. That's my point. No. Well, I'll tell you what. Let us finish. So, we're a championship club, correct? Championship, yeah. At, uh, the, at the minute, yeah. A championship club. If a championship club puts out a weakened team with just one starter to a, to a team in the league below, I think that's. Per, I, I expect that to be a close game. I don't. I don't think we we'll have any divine right to go to a team in the league below and, and and turn them over with without a first saying, team I'm out. even with what a first team even with a first What I'm saying is, is those players. It's, there's no, of course, there's no divine right. That's not what I'm saying. What
4: I'm saying is those players, though should be good enough to be able to play a, a game of football that is standard where we're,
2: we're not outclassed by, we didn't get outclassed by, by a mean, team that's the, the, the division below well we've been beating 3-0 we've been the beaten 3-0 have three, three, three shots on target we made some bad mistakes have had three shots on target three, Matt, Matt sells is another thing but it was a bad yeah, second right. half performance we should have won the game we should have won the game we had enough chances to win the game we didn't it was a bad second half performance but you know, I, I went to the match. I, like, so I spent time and money going, and I, I, yeah. I think I think we should have done better. But I don't buy, I don't buy the fact that the, the the group of lads who were out there could have tr- you all tried. Do you know what I mean They all did their best? I'm not to, that's not what we're saying, Dogger. You're like you're putting words in my mouth.
4: Now what I'm saying is, is that the likes of Lazar, so Lazar's been signed. We all thought to be the left back to Newcastle going forward. Um, he struggled in most of the games that he's played. In. He's obviously played, yesterday. I don't know how well he played, obviously, but he's, he's from the reports I've heard. He's not played very well. You've got Grand Talent there in the middle that was bought to come in, and, and yes, he's probably a backup to, to the other players. But surely he was bought in the intention of fighting for a starting position. I don't think they would have necessarily said the cells are down to be starting ahead of him or not. Um, who else? You say Hayden, obviously. I mean, obviously they're individuals, but my point is, is that. I'm not belittling Oxford, what I'm saying is that our players should be good enough. And the whole point of the squad is that they're meant to come in and there shouldn't be a, drop, a massive drop-off. That we, should, we shouldn't be seeing them as reserve players. They're part of the first team, they should be able to come in and contribute and play well enough that when they're called upon, they're ready. By the sounds of things, they've gone in, they're not ready, they're not prepared, they're not. They're off the level that they need to be and that's a problem. because, And, and we've seen that over the course of the season where... With the rotation, I mean, Rafa loves to rotate the team. You can't be rotating the team if you've got players that are coming in that aren't prepared on that they're not a the level where they need to be. I mean, we're halfway through the season now. There shouldn't be anyone that's not in match fitness or lacking and anything that they should be ready to come in and perform when they're called upon.
2: Well, I think I think the players did perform for the majority of the game. I think the three you've got three young lads. You've got Haidara. So there's there's four players who you know who who can't play more than one game a week at the moment because of because of the comeback from injury. He's playing centre back. Um, you've got obviously the three young lads. Sells, There's kind of half a team, you, you know. So I agree. There's players like the likes of Mitrich and Perez, especially who who are like you say in and around the the actual first team is a good chance. And it's like Perez will start on on Wednesday, but I mean, but the but the to season, yeah, he was, he was and he was fucking useless. He was rubbish. But exactly, and that's and that's that's the problem I've got. That's the worry is that. There's a you've difference. Got players like that, yeah, you need to contribute. That's to it, though. <laughs> well, Sells, but sales not going to sh- get a shot in the first team. Like, so you got yeah. sells Is an absolute disgrace. Obviously, we've been over him before, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just i just mention <laughs> Sells again quickly because I think me and you were just going around in circles, kind of not really going anywhere. But sales, just his last performances, Hull away in the League Cup. Did he make a save? I don't think he did. I don't think he'll hold well, He, palmed, top, but he... Palmed, palmed the one out. Yeah. Left, didn't he so put... Birmingham away in the cup, he didn't make a save. Birmingham at home in the cup, did he make a save? Don't think he made a save. And then there yesterday, so it's like he's just one of these keepers where I know we've we've criticised him man. I've tried to give him a bit of leeway. His kicking was absolutely pathetic yesterday. Um, I I just can't I can't I I know I, I hate doing this. I don't see him having a future in English football at this at, at this level in the second tier. I just don't think he's he's up to it. He's an, he's another player we've got from the Belgian league who who can't compete at the at this level or or just isn't isn't good enough. So it's it's a real shame. But I think Ralph made a, a big mistake yesterday by playing playing cells ahead of Elliot, and I'm, I'm the Elliot fan. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think Ben got a point. I think we've rested
4: a lot of players,
2: and we think. Team
4: that we put on should still be a much higher standard than Oxford. But why? And to be honest, why it's, should? It's, why should
2: Newcastle's reserve because players? Because they play for a championship club. Okay. Which is t- the, yeah. right? So, so what about Reading and 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 Leeds as players? Like they they're, they're reserve we're players. I'm talking about them. Yes, they're at the same them. level. You're saying we're not talking about them. We're at the same level. I'm talking to you about the, the best two teams in the championship apart from us. So you've got top three. Two, well, Redden are actually third, but they're out of the FA Cup, so never mind. But you know, for arguments' sake, you've got the, the top three Leeds. teams in the championship. I'm telling you Leeds. that Leeds, yep, yeah, Le- Leeds, Brighton. So you've got you've got the top three. Our our reserve team, as it was, or, or, or you know, m- mostly reserve team with a couple of players who, who are in and around the the, the the first team. I don't think there's any particular reason to think there should be miles better than the teams in the league below. Just like I don't think a similarly you know, If we were, if we were to play, um, for example, Man United's team that they have out now, if they were to play our first team, I don't think that Man United's uh, rotated team, if they were coming to St James' Park playing against our first team, I, w- I would make us favourites or I'd make, I think would give them a really, really good game. I don't see the difference between that and us in League One. I don't think there's that much difference between the, the players that are in the team. You mentioned Lazar, you, you know, Haidara, centre-back, the three youngsters... Cells we've just been through. Um, I'm trying to think who played, who else played. Um, stuff. So I, I, honestly, I don't, I'll just, just, just from having watched them play yesterday and knowing knowing where they were, speaking to the Oxford fans last week, looking at their form, I, I, I'm I'm comfortable. I, I don't, you know, if we have gone out to to non-league, I would agree with you. I think that um, Leeds's team and Red's team, um, not Redden, Brighton's team. I think that's, right. I think that's not good enough. But I also think that Brighton needs. And their fans know the crack. They, they know that that, that promotion the main thing. But I don't. I don't think that there's a there's there's a necessarily a, a clear cut difference between Newcastle's rotated team and um, an elite one side. I think that the 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 abilities are quite close. I would just have to agree with yeah, that, I way, think, if that's I the think case. I think that's yeah. fair enough, Doug. I think the, the frustration that
4: seems to have come out of our fan base is that they think that the team he's put up wasn't good enough to win that game. And I think I think I agree with you, Doug. I think it was good enough to win that game. And other things conspired from, from the keeper to, to Medrovic um, but the, 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 the stick that the club and Rafa have been getting is based on well we didn't do everything we could to win the game and uh, I'm with you we've got two got two league matches in the next seven days I don't even think it's about February I think when you've got a, a week seven days with with three football matches
2: I think yeah, people, if you lose the game, you get it, some stick, Gary Buck's getting stick. People would have been far gonna, more comfortable if he put out if he put out the League Cup teams with Saul. You know, with the likes. I mean, yeah. I mean they, they couldn't play, but Jamie Starry, Sami Amiobi, um Jamie Starry played against Cheltenham, um Mit played, you know, I think even just playing a Shelvie or Richie with that little bit of I mean, I suppose Rafa would be thinking the quality was supposed to come from Mitt, Rich and Perez when in fact anything but came from them, apart from Mitt Rich's penalty win, which is good play. But you, you know, me, uh, I'd have much rather seen a Shelby or Richie in the team. But if either of the what, what I want those two players to be, is 100% fit and rested for Wednesday. Now, obviously, we're having this discussion here. We need to see what happens this week. Now, I think we'll, I think we'll win both games, and I think we'll crack on with promotion, and that, and all will be well. If you know, if if, it, if we if we drew both games or won one and lost one or whatever, then, then you can say. That he put the wrong team out, and if but if we win both games and go and have a fantastic February, it was the right call.
4: Yeah, no, you're right. I think, I think the rest of this week will will define whether this was a mistake or not from Rafa. Because you can't really blame him yet. If we win two games, he's done the right thing because he has put a team out that could have won yesterday. I think he definitely. Has. I don't think it's it's fair to say that he hasn't, and that's a lot of the criticism he gets. He put out a team, and people are almost accusing him of trying to lose the game.
2: Yeah, definitely not the
4: case. We could have been 3-0 at half time. We could have got back on the game with a penalty in the second half, and from which point you'd like to think we'd have probably gone under one, but that hasn't happened. So I think that, and just, just, a, just on just on that point, and for what what you just said there, I think I'd, as you said, Dougie, like I think he expected more of Mitchell and Perez. Like the whole point of, and he was doing it in the cup games. He, he was obviously playing Shelby and Richie a lot, and obviously expecting that they're going to set a standard that, and, and they're obviously going to take on most of the responsibility of how the game's going to they're gonna be the ones that are creating stuff unfortunately that neither of them have been at their best recently. I mean Perez is, is just Uh,
2: well, first of all, i will never. Remind us next year. I'll probably not do this, but I'm not going back to a wake up games in the early rounds because it's full of arseholes. I've, I've like we've been on this before, and people don't like it. I've no idea how a good percent. well I do know actually, that's bullshit. I have a very good idea how a lot of those people not away And yes, they got tickets for that game. Um, th- it was it was full of absolute radgies. Not and it was it wasn't like a, a normal. League game. I mean, we we've been a big allocation, small allocations in between. We've had, let's say, zero points membership, whatever. There was a high percentage of people yesterday that were on edge, right right from the start, right from before the game, and it was it was it wasn't a good atmosphere. And there was a a lad stood next to me who I think was there by himself, and he he was constantly trying to sing. I was singing a bit and. It was very, very, very quiet. I mean, we're talking about a half-time and someone else interjected, interjected saying, well, the team need to give us something to sing about. And I just thought, well, if that's the case, we're fucked. Because that's what people say at St. James's Park. That's not supposed to be yeah. the track. The only time there was anything that I'd call like a normal support was after going 1-0 down to the pen We got behind the team. 0-0. Like, nil, nil. Whether it was expectation... Whether it was arrogance, whether it was I don't, I don't know. I'm not. There could be a hundred reasons, but I was really disappointed by the level of backing we gave the team. The Oxford fans were taking the piss, and rightly so, about the lack of noise we were making. Um, doesn't only happen for away. For, you know, when you castle travel away from home, um, but there's there's a few things. That you asked a couple of questions there. The fight. By the way, I didn't catch the fight, so I had a lot of people. I mean, the, the I didn't expect the, the, the tweet to get retweeted 250 times and get. Quote, 150 more and whatever. the, the viral. Yeah, what I recorded was the after bit. The fight was bad, you know what I mean? I don't see lots of fights. Two of the lads took serious blows, like, to the face. Serious, like, fucking smash in the face. And it went on. It wasn't a short fight. It went on for about two or three minutes. And, you know, the, the, the stewards, understanding, because they probably didn't expect it to happen between the Castle fans and the police, were slow to interject. But you, you essentially had a group of fans and it seemed to be a group and either just one or two of the lads one or two of the lads would go nuts at the team swearing at the manager swearing at the players shite this, shite that and then there was a little bit of backwards and forwards of like support the team and all this kind of stuff and then I think it, they seemed to be arguing about how many loyalty points like how the fuck did you get a ticket for this game I wasn't exactly you know listening in but it was hard. I was stood right next to it so it was hard not to and then they were saying oh I go to loads of games I don't need loyalty points and you shouldn't be here, and all this kind of stuff. And I don't, I don't know what happened, but it was a serious fight. There was a, there was a. <laughs> don't know what was going on, doggy. You're giving a very good minute. I mean, minute I, do, I, do, minute I don't know what on, exactly like, where it went on. I don't know what the flash, but I don't know when it when it became. You know, I mean, I've never hit anyone in my life, <laughs> but like, I don't know, I don't know what the the cause was for someone to punch another fan in the face, which criminal offence, obviously. Um, I don't know why why it escalated to that. But it was in keeping with the day, like I said, it was it was edgy all day. Um, no vocal support. The you know the there was a next to me. I was with with our mate Ian. Next next to us was it was a was a was a bloke with three young kids, all all seemingly below ten, young kids. How they got the loyalty points, I don't know, but that's another fucking argument for another day. Um, but, uh, like, did, you, did you punch any of them? No. no I, I, I did ask for a, for a, for a detailed uh, list of grounds they visited, though, in their short life so far. Um, but he, he obviously, and several other people, just got out. just They just, just, just left the game. I mean, and, and I, I feel so sorry for them, and I it was shite. Get it, don't get us wrong. But I feel so sorry that that for those people and some of the replies we've had on Twitter, like fuck me. If anyone's tried to tweet us the last two days, I'm all last since yes, I'm sorry, I, pr- I probably missed it because we've, we've had so many notifications, and it's just been Villa fans, Sunderland fans with that shite, or, or fans other fans with the clothes, the Newcastle fans saying now it happened. Well, I didn't. I didn't film the fight. I filmed the after bit because it was still going on. Um, now you know, and then people saying, "Oh, grass and." You fuck, like fuck off! Do you know what I mean? This is two thousand and seventeen. You know, I, I don't want to go to the match and have to see me and fans fighting. There shouldn't be people physically intimidated by their own support who have to leave the ground for the for their own safety. The whole thing was an embarrassment. Like the the players noticed it on the pitch. Um, the opposition fans noticed it, and what it was just—I was embarrassed to be there. And I took the video because I was just like, these lads are going to fucking get away with it, like. When, when you hear I've heard it in the past and I've seen a bit in the past of fans fighting each other Um I just I don't know I just wanted to show people and I wasn't going to post the video I took the video and I was like really pissed off after the match I was like I would deliberately stay off social media last night just for everything <laughs> Um well I know you lads saw a lot of shit spoken but I just thought like people need, people need to say what kind of the, the lad, I don't care who is it false you throw, a, you throw a punch at someone you're a fucking disgrace you should be banned from stadiums in the UK I couldn't give a fuck like all these people tweeting us saying that we're grasses and that you know why we're why we're highlighting it. Nah, no, fuck off! I don't I don't want to ever go to a match again with these lads who feel the need to punch other fans in the face and smash seats and throw stuff at each other. And it's just it's just a total lack of respect for anyone else around you, and it's embarrassing. And I, I really hope the club take action against them because, like I said, it's not it's not just that these lads, that there were kids there. They, they, it doesn't matter that there were kids about, but the fact that there was is even worse and I don't know, it was a shit day and a shit away crowd and I'm sick of it. And I know people are probably sick sick and tired of listening to podcasts and hearing me moan about Worn fans, but it's just, it's just shit. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know why these people... I mean, the, the reaction at full time, oh my God. Like, it, quite a few people left, quite a few people stayed, but then gave Jamal Lasalle, who came over to applaud the fans, he didn't play, so how you could blame him? They just gave him so much abuse. Um, you know, like walking down the stairs, running down the stairs with 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 your arms out out wide, is some kind of like international calling sign for the dickhead football fan towards a player who's pissed them off. Uh, like, I feel sorry for the. You didn't have to come over. Everyone kicked off about Coloccini and how the players don't care. Yedlin, him, Gufran, and Richie were like like spent a good you know time with the away end, like not their fault. Trying to say sorry, well, sorry, it's not good enough. Which it was. Listen. For all that's happened today, the second half performance wasn't good enough. It happens. I'm, I'm, I've watched Newcastle away from home enough times in my life to know that, that, that it happens. We, we, we played badly. I wish we'd done better. They came over to acknowledge the away fans, and all I got was dogs' abuse. And it was just like, lads, like you, the, the people who did it, you look like what you are. That's all I'd say. Try and think what you look like. That's what you are. You're just you know, souls who 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 deem it acceptable to scream abuses at another human being for whatever reason you see fit, it's pathetic that's it <laughs> no, I, I understand
4: I, I to, I, I just, I'll never catch why being in a football match could ever make you so angry to the point of violence, it's, it's, it's incredible isn't it that's weird, but let's not let's not I think, well, I let think it most hopefully. people listening
2: to this podcast will, will know what I've taken this stance anyway um but, yeah, of course. Of you course. Know, I mean, normally I'm, I'm interested in hearing the, the the points of view from other people. But if you if you want to scream abuse at someone or punch someone or attack them for f- at a football match, we don't want to hear from you. Well, I'm not interested in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, the, the
4: only thing about this sort of thing that makes me worry is that what, what does Rafa think? That these are these are things that, when they add up, might might make a decision for him not to stay. If he sees fans fighting each other, he's going to think this isn't what I signed up for. Uh, I, I don't want to be represented by these dickheads. Am I? Right? Yeah, you know, like and you just don't want them at the match. You don't want them to
2: have anything to do with the club because they could damage what we've got. Yeah, my my concern is that it'll be hard for the club to identify them because obviously the people who were in the seat numbers probably probably didn't buy the tickets. But you know that's probably an unpopular opinion. But I don't oh, think you, you did. You, you did your
3: thing, you snitch. I know, I of grass.
4: Right, all right then let's let's, let's move on. Um so while the cup it's done. it's not worth worth crying over anymore. At the end of the day we've still got reference charge and we're still in second in the league. We're trying to get promoted and next season will be class if we've got reference charge, so let's crack on. Um, QPR then, what do you reckon for Wednesday night It's almost our most convincing win of the season obviously came against QPR away. Um, what do you reckon? Um I was I was a little Worried up, up until um, last week, and we QBR seemed to have turned the corner a bit. they, they started playing so, um, a bit better. Holloway seems to have got a reaction from the players, so they've it's it's been one of the And teams, right. I was going to say that, that's the <laughs> but I, I, I suppose that's just the nature of the the league, isn't it? Anyone beats anyone. It's that, that's why it's tough. It's, it's the consistency factor isn't really there. I mean, before that, they'd, they'd gone three or four games unbeaten. I think in the in the league. Um, had some good wins I think the, the last team to beat them before before that in the, the league was um, Brighton um, so uh, the, the, they're obviously they've seen they've turned the corner and they recovering a bit but uh, yeah the Burton game was obviously um, a poor one for them I think especially at home as well don't, don't expect to be getting beat um, by by a, a team that, that's been pretty poor most of the year really as well Burton and Burton um, obviously we're at home so it's, it's one that will be a lot of pressure I think the result that the fans will be expecting a, a response, but it's going to be a completely different team. They'll obviously, the likes of Shelby, um, obviously Richie will come back in the start. You would think obviously the, the back four will be back in. So I think um, it, it'll be it, it's a good chance for everyone there just sort of take a deep breath just and just try and get back on another good run. Uh, the, as you say, the cup's gone. like forget about it. We need to knuckle down now and then get promoted. And I suppose it's it's the that that was like the last distraction, I guess, Um sort of out of the way like now. We just focus on the the league and make sure that we're we professional and do, do the job. We've got a good little run coming up um, of, of sort of home games as well. So there's an opportunity here there, to get get a real sort of get momentum going and, and put some pressure on and on fighting in top spot and make get move away from from the, the other team sort of chasing. Um, and that that's, that's got to be the priority. Do, do I ask Mitrovic on Murphy on Wednesday um, I don't know I mean it's one of those I think I think he'll go with Murphy and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against him he's obviously played well in the last couple of games and he's he, he does seem to, to be a better target man than, than Mitrovic in that he's, he brings the ball forward um, he, sorry brings the ball down and, and lets him get forward um, he's, he's obviously a, a massive sort of bloke to lump the ball up there. he's obviously been been in, playing at in this, le- this level for a while with Ipswich and, and done well with them, scored a lot of goals them. So he's, he's obviously good enough at this level. Um, you just you just need someone that's going to be reliable to to, to finish it when well they get the opportunity. And unfortunately, at, at the minute, I don't know whether Mitch Rich is that. I, I think he's a, a solid player and he's, he's got a, a role to play. But we, we need we need someone to be on it. Um, Dodgy.
2: Yeah. Thoughts on on Wednesday? Who would who would you like to see come back into the team, apart from the obvious ones hmm. Hold uh, up at left back. I don't have i a feeling. Um, you make you'll make you'll make twelve changes. I don't know when. Twelve.
4: To, twelve. I. Oh, <laughs> Eleven. Twelve. The rest as well. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> or, or or you mean in heel? Remove cells that far out of the first team. That sorry,
2: lads I'm just, just totally you, sorry you've missed something. Um, will Andros Ta- Townsend be starting on Wednesday? That's that's surely the question, isn't it? Alright, uh, the transfer window is Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday, not Tuesday.
4: No, Tuesday. Um, I take a point. So the latest development on that is uh, is member potentially going for the way.
2: Would, would you would you take that swap deal, Duffy? Yeah, I've heard of people saying that we're doing. I our centre backs. What fucking loads of centre backs? Like much a centre back playing left back. He'll do a job at centre back. We've got all the left backs. Haidara. I thought Haidara. One of the minor things to come out yesterday is Haidara played well. Is kind of a ball carrying centre back. Picked out some really good passes. Traveled with the yeah. ball. Um, so. We, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, so we've got centre-backs, and the fact that Mbembe hasn't played, I still think Mbembe's a good player, by the way, but just maybe not not this season. Um, and yeah, for, there's a player who doesn't feature for it. Um Hanley's, to me, a good enough reserve. I think he, he impresses me every time I play. didn't do great yesterday on the goals, but played all right yesterday, but made some great tackles. Um, yeah, I think I'd definitely do that, 100%. Yeah, but well, the question is, it's not really, I mean, obviously Townsend would be probably need improvements
4: this season, but who could be more valuable body- probably will next season
2: I and mean, Bember was, was our best defender last season yeah you've got to say I want to keep in long term I'm not talking a permanent swap here um, yeah you know what Pal- Palace are arseholes as well the way they do business so they might they might make it really difficult and say they're going to refuse to sell us Townsend if if um, we refuse to sell them in Bember but I think we're getting a bit <laughs> ahead of ourselves here talking about next season I just want the deal done done for, for Wednesday really and like Diorme, so I, I to answer your question, I think he might make um wholesale changes. Perez might keep his place, unfortunately. Um and you know, Murphy comes back in, all the rest of the lads come back in. And yeah, now we'll, yeah. <laughs> I think
4: all the African nations style. he could <coughs> be
2: Yeah, I agree. So yeah, we'll see. Well he's not really played that much, so for them. So yeah, we'll see. I think I think we'll win the game. I think it could be a real a real scrappy tight one and I'm I'm kinda of looking for as usual a bit of calm from the the, the crowd if it's nil nil at half time. Uh, you know, you know, like Brighton have done, Brighton have shown us recently what, what need that Brighton have done what needs to be done. You want to win a game in the 85th minute in the 75th minute one nil against Cardiff, we need to start winning games like that. So I think uh Wednesdays is a really good opportunity against a QPR team who I saw them play recently at Reading and win one nil. And what they were very good at is making making Reading play wide. So the con, they basically pack the middle of the pitch and let Reading put a lot of bad balls into the box, or, or good balls on some occasions, but the centre-backs were more than happy dealing with crosses into the box. So what we need to do is get players running in behind, like uh, Redding failed to do, and try and play some balls through the, midden, the middle or stretch the play, stretch the middle of the pitch so that it's not as easy for them to, to kind of just say, no, get go wide to your full-backs and let them cross. I think Yedden will be a big help. Reading didn't have that Percy full-back which we'll have um, I foresee problems for Paul but what's new uh,
4: and the other always question is uh, are you looking forward to seeing James Perch back at Newcastle
2: he's injured did he oh, I think he's out for the season oh uh,
4: that's a mess <laughs> alright I'm if he makes the trip alright <laughs> <laughs> like, i was mean, just look at the players there's no one I've known in there that you're worried about really is that um, James Perch is stands out um, I, I I I think we'll smash them again. I don't even think it'll be about as learning to win one 0 at home and kind of and it's ridiculous, but needing a bit of a reaction in this weekend. I think we'll go oh, there well,
2: absolutely. We'll half time. We need we need we need to re- we need to win the game. We beat them six 0 Let's not forget. So there's a bit of mental stuff there, but yeah. we need a reaction. We need to win the game for for a number of reasons. Oh no,
4: I'm not saying I'm not saying um, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying I don't think it'll be a scrappy one. I think we'll come out and, and really really. And it's stupid
2: that we'll have to do it, but can you kind of shut people up after after this weekend? Yeah. Well, I
4: think that's it, isn't it, si? Um, Probably,
2: yeah. We've been running around for now, an hour,
4: so yeah. Yeah. Um, and and trust
2: see- me, I can't have your FA Cup trip, Dogger. I? I look forward to next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back <laughs> to FA Cup away games in the early stages. Um, yeah, after this, straight after, so um, now we are going to speak to Paul from QPR Pod. Who spoke to me before I had a chat with you lads and he's really good value, so don't switch off. <laughs> okay,
4: right, great. Well cheers for your
2: time, Dottie. Cheers, Ben. Thank you. We're well, joined very kindly by Paul from QPR Pod. Paul, thanks for joining us. Um Aye. I don't know if you've seen our result this weekend, but I was thinking maybe you'd be quite buoyant saying we've had a bad weekend, but not the best not the best result for yourselves yesterday.
3: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a practical QPR fan.
4: I always dread it when me teams lose if I have, have bad results when they play us because it means they can bounce back. It's always the same. Like if we play a team, the striker hasn't scored for eighteen months, you know we have going to
2: bag a hat trick against us. So I take nothing for granted at all. Yeah. <laughs> so what what happened yesterday? I mean, that, that you've been in good form recently, or so, it seemed, and then I, I didn't see that one coming.
4: No, but I mean that's 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 what happened. To, you know, we're still trying to find our feet. We're still trying to. Um, Come out of the uh, Jimmy Floyd back area. Holloway's come in, and he, he's trying to get better pride and passion back at the side, so we can go forward and and try and get a few games under belt. And it's just it's just gonna we're just gonna have the old one here now. Where it's the, the old hiccup as long as next season we? Because this has been dragging on a wee while with us now since we got relegated really from the Premiership. That you know we we are struggling. We're constantly rebuilding, and we're just the turnover of players is just shocking. Like, and we just, we need stability more than anything.
2: Yeah. Were you a fan of the the decision to get rid of Hasselbank? Was he doing was he doing a bad job?
4: Well, you see, the thing is, uh, it's a tricky one. I don't like Chelsea,
2: right?
4: <laughs> uh, and he's a Chelsea legend, so he had to win me over, and I was quite willing to be won over, and he didn't win me over. <laughs> um, you know, um, you, you could argue he wasn't given enough time. You could argue that perhaps he didn't get final say in players and look things, but the football itself. Pretty darn and to be honest with you, he never recovered from losing to you guys. When you guys came down and absolutely ripped us, I think that was something that he never really got the grips of, and he never recovered from that game. To be perfectly honest with you,
2: that was a strange game because I mean I've I've beaten pretty much every away game this season bar uh, QPR and Brentford. Because um, oh, right. it was midweek in Brentford because it got changed at nine days' notice because <laughs> of an FA Cup replay. And, we had Richie Smith on, who was a friend of the show, and, and we talked about QPR a little bit. and It was like every, every team we play this season, particularly away from home, sets up compact, gets men behind the ball, whereas QPR played us that day, I think playing a straightforward four four two, and it was just a bit like, I don't think Rafa and the team could believe that look that you set up so open against us. Is that Was that a feature of his reign?
4: I, I think we're very charitable. <laughs> was, was a feature measure. yeah I mean it, it, it just didn't happen I think he was very much a fan of playing players in the wrong positions and trying um, putting half back you know centre half so right back right back to midfield and, and this kind of thing as well and it, it just wasn't happening for him but that, that game was you But I mean I, Listen, you know Newcastle are a decent side, and we're struggling. I appreciate that, but it's never nice to see your, your team tanked at home like that. Without I felt we didn't show—I don't know what you felt—but we didn't show much pride and passion. And the fact we got beat six 0 without a single booking is just
2: horrible. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. I didn't know that. I didn't know that stuff. That um, one I mean, booking is shocking. Yeah, and yeah, it's the thing: no red cards, no bookings, no pens, and it could have—it could have been more. You know, it was, um, there was. A, I think we hit the post three times. You'll keep up, uh, managed to pull off a couple of saves. But I'm sure for, for your sake, you're hoping this this Wednesday will be different. So since Holloway's come in, have you seen any signs of improvement? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the you know, it was typical QPR. We
4: we, we we never get the manager bounce. You know, like every team comes in and it's manager manager. You get three or four good results. We going kind to of have one good one, and then we got hammered again for a couple of games. <laughs> and he found his feet. We won, won some games, which you know were good victories. We played really well against who, I have to say, you know, a hit there, but they're they're, they're a really decent side. We did well against them. Yeah. Yes, he was a bit of a, 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 a blip, but. Our issue is we're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. So, well, we hope we don't go down because I <laughs> look at the table; it's still a still bit edgy about it. So, what we've got to do is just find the feet um, and, you know, go up to Newcastle. Just we've got nothing to lose. You know, if we if we go up there and, and we can get some kind of result, and then like a draw. as we play for a draw. You guys will absolutely you'll, you'll do on a six 0 So, we go up there. You never know. We might get a result. But um, I'm not able to go this time and I'm gutted because I do like going um, the Newcastle. I think it's the, uh, the best away day, one of the best away day experiences.
3: And you can also, if you, if you get bored watching the game, you can see Norway from your away end. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah well, that's nice to hear that. You, you enjoy it. I think a lot, of, a lot of away fans have been very complimentary this season in this division, whereas your Premier League fans are so tribal that they're like, shit city, shit. It's just like, I'll read. Right? oh, really? Yeah, but it's, just, just, it's just Premier League fans is what I like. Um, it's
4: horrible. The, I, I, didn't, I have to be honest with you. I didn't enjoy the Premier League. I mean, it, it, I know we were in it when it started up and all that malarkey. And it, was all, it wasn't so bad then. But the, you know, you're sitting beside. We, we played Chelsea in Uncle local derby. There's a guy wore a half and half scarf in front of me. It's like I'm so wrong with every level. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> and, and, and the tights and the half and half scarves. I like the Championship. The Championship more real and, and, and go to somewhere like Newcastle. I've I, I
2: really enjoyed it but then I'm from Belfast so you know, maybe I'm going to be up northern as well but we've always had a good crack at Newcastle. The results haven't been that brilliant but we've always enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, that's good. it's good to hear. Um, here's a start for you which, which might, you know, I presume oh no. uh, Holloway will know. Um, every time we've conceded the, the first goal this season we've lost. So if you come out the blocks and have a right go. Um oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so we're, 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 in fact I think this only the, no, not Brentford. Only Norwich, when we're 3-1 down, and we've beaten 4-3 like mentally in the last three minutes of guess, extra time. That's the only game we've come from behind, I think, to win this season. And that's so that. We've played, we played a few matches, League and Cup, over 30 games. So, yeah, uh, basically, as regular listeners will know, people who listen to this will know, Paul, but I'll, I'll tell you... Um, the way to beat Newcastle at home is relatively, it, 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 there's quite a clear game plan, which a few teams have done, which is flood the midfield, like press press us really, really high up until the kind of final third of the pitch, so you're not overcommitting committing leaving gaps behind. Try and uh, get a I... half-time at 0-0, the crowd will get dead nervous and edgy, the players will get edgy and try and nick one. It's like, Rotherham tried it, and then they conceded the first goal and beat them 4-0. Whereas Chef Wed tried it and they got the goal and won the game, so it, we are much stronger uh, away from home than we are at home. Um, we've lost three, three or four home games already this season. We lost to Wolves, uh, Chef Wed, Huddersfield, and Black, Blackburn. Was it was another exact like you know?
4: could not see that one coming. To be fair,
2: well, I think it was it was as much that we had three games in five days with the League Cup quarter final, and, and Sky refused to move the Forest game on the Friday night. From the Friday, so we played a weakened team, but still, you're right and losing the Blackburn away. So we're not invincible. Um, I think we'll win because we've, had, we've rested the whole the whole squad yesterday. I was down at Oxford yesterday. I've just got back. Um, and he he played. You know, you caught you couldn't even call it a reserve team. Um, oh, really? Yeah, very very weakened team. Still, still could have still could have gone through. Still did enough to go through. But fair play to Oxford, they did well second half. Um, but you know, you're you're coming off a defeat, uh, a bad defeat. Do Do you think the defeat was? Maybe the lads having a one eye on this one, or do you think that's just we all just lose those type of games?
4: Uh, well, what we do is we, we traditionally go out the third round of the FA Cup or the first round, when we're in the below the Championship. Just we, I don't even know why we even enter the FA Cup to be honest with you. So then we get the Burton game, and then we lose that as well. So you think, okay, you've earned the cup, yeah. <laughs> you can play Burton. It gives you a bit of advantage because you're not playing so many games, and then we lose it. So we might as well have stayed the cup, really. Um, Listen, who, who knows, just see was a real blip. Um, you know, there's not a great side, but the trouble with the championship is if you take anyone for granted, and I'm, I'm proud QPR fan, but I hate to say it, I think we took them a wee bit for granted. If it's Burton, I haven't won for nine games, you know, we, we should win this. Um, perhaps it'll give us a wee bit of a kick of the arse that we need um, to go into the Newcastle game and give it a go. But I've got, I think what I'll do is I'll ring Rangers up and just say, Stick. Keep one person back and stick nine forwards for the first five minutes. I've been told if you score a goal,
2: we'll win the game. If that doesn't work, I'm blaming you. Right. fair enough. I mean, from my perspective, I've said this in the podcast before, I don't want Newcastle to concede the first goal, but we are going to have to win from behind at some point. Like, it's going to have to happen. So, and saying we don't tend to concede these goals early. So I'm quite keen to see how the team react to actually conceding after five minutes. Although I'll I'll take winning 3 0. Like, don't get us wrong. I, I I think what I hear
4: for myself is. An exercise of a goat, perhaps. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen. If if, if we if we if we scored an only got at Newcastle, I think our fans will just go absolutely ballistic. No one's. I mean, it'll be great if we can get any results. As I keep saying, but you never know. I mean, the thing is, the only thing is, we've got a lad called Stella up Front who's. Possibly the laziest centre forward I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, which is a real shame because he looks like he's got talent. But you know, you know them players. You've had a few of them in the past, and you see they've got talent, but they just don't run for anything. You think, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. It's weird. So if you're playing him by himself, I don't think we'll get the first goal.
2: Right. Yeah, we've got one now called Alexander Mitrovic who split has split the support right down the middle in terms of whether people people either like, love him or hate him. There's no middle ground for that reason. Um, seen the I missed the penalty yesterday. And about four the brilliant chances to score. Um yeah, he's he cost thirteen million quid last year and he's I mean he's he's wow. he um he he scored nine goals in a in a disgraceful team in the Premier League, which is, you know, not to be sniffed at for tw- at the time of twenty, twenty one no. goals But he's been sent off twice, he could have been sent off a lot more I'll be I'm basically repeating you now, Paul, what the listeners have just had to listen to, so I'm not going you 'cause you're you're coming after after that. Um but, but it's- I find really weird is that we did that. You know, we pre- with that stint in the Premiership for a couple of seasons when we, we thought we'd give it a
4: go and spend £300 million and get relegated really twice. Um, as you do, only QPR could do that. And it's quite weird when you get these players that come in and you think, oh, you know, they're going to be really good. And then so they go to the Championship, and it must be the biggest football culture shock known to man for these people who could disregard themselves as Premiership footballers. I mean, the Championship is flipping hard. No if we found
2: that yesterday we were playing Burton Newcastle. I, mean, I don't think you can ever, ever have an easy game in this league. Well, then, I think you make a great point. And you look at the fact that Newcastle yesterday rested Darrell Murphy, who's only played three games this season, he scored three goals, and he scored in every game he's played. You know, he he is mm. far, far more effective in this league than Mitrovic or I also Perez, who was linked with Spurs for fifteen million quid and was a good Premier League player. Has just been absolutely shocking this season. Just doesn't. Doesn't seem to be able to like get get with the pace of the league. He doesn't understand. I mean, he spends half his time on the floor claiming free kicks. Well, it's just it's just not the Premier League. It's not La Liga. It's or, or whatever. Where are you <laughs> in Spain? But it seems to be the way no. that play, players do come down here who are good players but struggle. But that's,
4: that's a we 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 brought by Jimmy Mackey and our fans are we're splitting Jimmy. I mean, I, I think he's great because he tries and he reminds me of what I'd be like as a footballer. Um, <laughs> And you know, he, he, he tries everything, he runs, he chases, he galvanises, but because we spent loads of money, our fans, some of our fans, very few, but some of them are like, oh, I'll bet he's not quality enough, he's not good enough, he's not like this, you know, like, guys, that's the sort of play you need for the championship, you need people who prepare to chase people down into the pitch and do that. And, to be fair to Jimmy Mackey, he's also scored winners against Liverpool, which is oh, no mean feat to be fair. Yeah. I mean it's like we we'd had with our for a while. He's probably one of the greatest players I've ever seen at QPR. But terrible attitude. <laughs> and it didn't happen for him. But if we'd have kept all the in for another five or six years, I would be football heaven. I do with a talent.
2: I think we've got a lot of similarities in Newcastle and QBR, because uh Hatton Ben Arthur is basically what you've just been telling me about at Newcastle, where terrible attitude uh, but the best, but I mean, I, I I don't like the the bloke, but but he is the best player I've ever seen play for Newcastle in terms of pure ability, just to play football. When on his day, I'm probably the same as Tarad. You know, I remember Stoke tried putting three men, a month, three men on him once, and he, it just didn't matter. <laughs> he still did them all. But um, that's
4: why you fell number football when you were a kid, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that, that's why we fell in love with football with Stan balls and players of that ilk who come in to do these things. And it's so sad when you see these guys and then it comes to nothing. And, Offer yourself a bit off. He is a great player, but if he's not doing it, he's not doing it. And I think the movie. That's that's the thing that modern football is different, as Cody said. It's just, you think, God, oh, well, I wouldn't give to wear that shirt. You know, I'm, you know, I'm nearly 59, and I'd be pretty embarrassing, and I'd be a bit rugby. A bit like the players we signed in the Premiership, but never mind. And you kind of, you, you do wonder, like, you do wonder of the with modern football sometimes, because they're on good money, there's no two ways about it, they'll never have to work again, and but some of them just don't want to play, I don't know, you know when you oh, I want to get a move. It's like, really? You're on 50 grand a week. You, you know, You get we get beat every week. No yeah. one's asking too much, just try and put a bit of an effort in. You know, we had say for a while and that was, that was mind-boggling.
2: Was that the striker? Anyway. Just, uh, what was his name? Uh, well, I know who you mean, who who played for Liverpool.
4: He uh, yeah, say he came in, scored a great goal against the league, you think, oh, this could be good. And then they just they just soak, it's like they obviously fall over the team and that's the worry that we've got now with um, Silla up front at the moment, he, he doesn't seem like a, a team player and stuff and he wasn't brought by the manager so you think okay so that, that's what our problem sorry to go back to your original question about 10 minutes ago, <laughs> our problem is that you've got three different squads if you know what I mean, like you've had at Newcastle you get managers come in, they build the squads, you can't get rid of the players so you get an overload from all that as well and I think that's going to be Holloway's biggest problem is move, keep moving these players on. And bringing new ones in because some of the people we've got in the weird bills—it's just, it's just shocking.
2: Yeah, do you think you'll get the time to do it? Do you think we'll give them whatever happens this season? We'll give them till the end of the season and just think, well, this is a write-off. Let's let's look at next year. Or do you think he has to get results?
4: It's so modern football. Eh? I mean, you know, we, we we play kids sometimes, and the first fifteen minutes—if they're not Pele—people are screaming at them. It's just weird um, i'm old, you see i'm resting about the 70s and 80s but um i think he he, he the, the board have to give someone time they have to have faith in someone they have to believe in someone and they have to let someone grow within the structure of the club instead of just what well, trouble with our chairman is he's probably a very nice fella he he, he changes his mind to be fair but it's mm-hmm. it's like we beat for them and to be for a bank best manager this is after the um he was stung by the papers for allegedly £150,000 for a, a, a speech, yeah. um, which is a bit weird because his half-time speeches didn't seem to be that good, but never mind. <laughs> and you you kind of think to yourself, like, he put his arms around and said, oh, you know, family stood together. Two weeks later, he's out the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so basically, if our chairman put his arm around you, he didn't see it from a he's all that long. Run. It means And that And that's the thing. He, he, he tends to go on Twitter, go on Facebook, talk to different people, and he's influenced way too much by social media rather than just having a plan that says this is going to take three or four years we have to stick to it. This, has, this has to happen he doesn't do that so yeah our, our biggest problem is that the boards get very itchy trigger fingers sometimes and hopefully they'll stick well we have to have faith in someone at some point because you can't keep doing what we're doing it's ridiculous yeah well you know it's like you, you've been pretty much similar
2: well, our our problem for a while is that was I mean the show manages too much slowly <laughs> with Pardew. I think so. With, with Pardew, definitely, um, and I, I'm not as big as Pardew a critic as a lot of people were, but but you know, it was it was clearly like you know that the last the last 18 months of his tenure were just so hostile and negative. It was it was a real horrible period of being a Castle fan, um, and then McLaren. It was absolutely obvious to everyone in the country that McLaren was taking us down last season. He should have been sacked. In, he should have been sacked in December, and he fluked a win against Spurs away, where um, they, they played all right. But that, you know, because you beat Spurs with two goals in the last ten minutes, doesn't mean that the five-one and six-one defeats at Palace and City and 3-0 at Leicester and, are okay. And then he, he kind of staggered on till March. They had, we were like, we we're out of the FA Cup, we got beat live on tally 5-1 at Chelsea, and we were 4-0 down after 18 minutes or something. Um, they had they had that two-week FA Cup break, which supposedly managers always really worry about. Um, and the the we had Stoke and Bournemouth, two cracking crackin games to give a new manager a shout, and, and they kept him on. He lost both those games, and then they had to sack him and bring Benitez in like, the day before. <laughs> the day before, we had Leicester away and Sunderland at home, so... Yeah, I know what you mean, though, bad decision making at the top.
4: Um, but sometimes the uh, clown was really good for us. I mean, that, we went out in the playoffs where Derby completely muddled us for 90 minutes. We had one shot, one sitting up on one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he was good for us. But yeah, actually, I, I was never a fan of Padre. I'm just
3: pleased he never came to QPR. <laughs> he, he's up there, red and as a managerial myth, as far as I'm
4: concerned. He hasn't really done what I consider a good job anywhere. But there you go. But I, I, I drive past your owner's house. I live in North London. I drive past your owner's house
2: every day. All oh, right, we'll s- send with the address. We'll pass it on to some interested parties. <laughs> now I'm joking. It's a, it's a very, it's a very small. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even
4: know what it are It's so tiny and small it must, it must look like a, like a pen from Mars. <laughs> now, it's, it's, um, they it, are always the biggest problem for football clubs because they, they want to be so loved and they want to, but at the end of the day as well, you know, you, you kind of think. Especially if our, our chairman wants to do so well because basically he wanted to buy West Ham so he got hold of QPR right. and he it so badly to QPR to overtake West Ham. That hasn't gone too well.
2: At least, at least, uh, at least you've got your own stadium. I don't know, it's positives. I've
4: really to about that. That's disgusting. But every, every team in London should qualify for a free stadium. It's ridiculous. Yeah. and you know It's just, it's so wrong. You're kind of like, sorry Boris, is there any chance you could build one for us? Just free of charge. Let it 70,000 people. You know, it'd be great. It'd be no yeah. problem punch-ups every week because you've got no segregation, what can go wrong? <laughs> but, that's, but that's the trouble being in London, you, you know, you, you, at least with Newcastle you've got decent council but sometimes you can get back down here, we're trying to get a new ground, we're trying to get a training ground and it just takes so long and, and I think that's what what hampers the board, they've got all these visions to go forward and nothing ever happens, we haven't got the training ground, we haven't got the ground, we've invested 300 million pounds in players and everything else, we've got nothing to show for us, we're back to where we started.
2: Oh, I mean. I don't know the the farewell, very well, but looking for a new ground in London's not. I, I can't imagine that's an easy find in there, West well, London. It's not,
4: it's not. I mean, it's not. To be, to be fair, it's, it's probably one of the hardest things. Being a London club because you haven't got. You know, we, we share a borough with two other clubs. It's, it's tricky, but then I love Loftus Road. But at the same time, I'm saying that I do actually love our ground. I think it's it's such a brilliant ground when well, it's packed. I mean, when you guys came down, the atmosphere was brilliant because it's you know it's packed, it's, it's intense, it's close to the pitch. For you know, for a London club, we've got brilliant support. It's very passionate. So I don't know. I, I do love Loftus Road, but the club seemed to be obsessed with moving and being this big 40,000 old theatre ground, which. I don't think we'd fill unless we're in the Premiership and probably choosing the top five. Because there's there's, there's too many clubs in London, you know, it's it's tricky. And plus, QPR has never been that sort of club. We're a club that our fans are are, are part of the club. I don't want to start seeing half and half scarves again. I love the fact that we feel part of our club. It's it's a way a football club should be. You you know, your club grows with you, you take your kids and they take their kids and it's a history. It's not just a sport, it's it's a culture and a history. Sorry, I'm off
2: on one sorry. No, oh, very well said. Very well said. So sure everyone appreciates that. And yeah, but just to echo what you said, I went to QPR. Uh, last time we won the championship, we went on the last day and we won the title. We'd already been promoted, but we won the title um, oh, yes. at your place. And that, I, I was really impressed by the atmosphere. It was a sellout that day. You were under Warnock at the time and we won 1 0. It was a cracking day. And uh, like you said, it's like, uh, I'm a big fan of, of football grounds, not stadia, if that makes sense. Like Oxford, yes, decent football ground a um, bit out of the way but you know not a stadium of light St Mary's Les- you know they all look the same apart from <laughs> the different really? and, you know um, well but I think I think we've just about covered everything um, just give us a quick prediction Paul if you can for the match
4: um, I think we're going to stick 10 men up front go 1-0 up in the first minute and, and, and dig a hole and bury the ball um, now I, I, I th- listen if, if we can get anything at all I'll be absolutely delighted you never want your team to get beat ever, um, but I'll be if we do win, I'll be really surprised. Um, but a draw, would be we, we just need to extend the ship a wee bit. Um, not go too much the to transfer window and to win I'm just realise Next season is going to be a season where we try and get you know do things and just get through this season. But yeah, I think I think if you guys get an early goal, it could be a nasty one again. I fear.
2: Right. Well, thanks so much for coming on, and I wish you all the best for the rest of the season. uh, Thanks for asking,
4: big man. And good luck to you guys. And uh, hopefully
2: you'll
4: go up. Cheers. Thank you. But not with three more points from us. You can get them somewhere else. If you don't mind.
5: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.